Hello, and welcome to Alcohol Free Radio. I'm your host, Chris Becker, and I'm excited to have you join us. Whether you are new to the amazing and growing alcohol-free community or someone who is already familiar, we hope you enjoy our program. This is where you can hear from some people making a real difference, whether as brewers and creators of amazing beverages, influencers in the community, retailers, authors, storytellers, and more. You'll be hearing from some amazing people and hopefully learn some new things about the growing world of alcohol-free. We will be using a few segment formats and hosts as we aim to break it down and bring it all together. Our goal is simple, to build awareness about this great community and help make alcohol-free fun, easy, and tasting great. So here we go, enjoy. Hello, this is Chris Becker and welcome to Alcohol-Free Radio. In this episode, we have a Meet the Makers uh, interview with our CEO, Dan Stiller, and Wilderton CEO and founder, Brad Whiting. Wilderton is an experience-based, uh, I guess, uh, maker of uh, spirit alternatives and brings that experience-based pro- approach to uh, their product. So we're excited to, and I'm excited to hear more about their uh, process and the conversation that Dan had. We're definitely seeing a lot of innovation in this space in general, but the spirit alternatives and uh, kind of gin and, and botanical sector as well. So uh, we hope you enjoy. Take care. Hi, everybody. This is Daniel Stiller from Better Roads, and I'm here with Brad Whiting from Wilderton. And uh, this is another one of our Meet the Makers series. And um, I'm really excited to have Brad here. Uh, Wildertons is a, is a product I'm, I'm really excited about. It's, it's in my cupboard. And um, one of the things that uh, really inspires me about the Wilderton product is that it is a product that stands on its own. It's not trying to be anything else. It speaks to the innovation that we're, that we're seeing in this space. And, um, and uh, one of the things that we've recently seen is, you know, this uh, trend and drive within the within the entire industry of creating new and better products, and uh, I think that's a really a really exciting thing. And happy, really happy to have uh, to have Brad here. Brad, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks a lot, Daniel. Uh, super excited to be here. Tell you a little bit about uh, Wilderton and uh, how we came to be and what we're trying to do here. Yeah, I'd I'd love to hear it. And uh, Brad and I were talking earlier, and. Um, you know, one of the things I was saying is I, I come out of the electric vehicle industry and, um, you know, I knew that innovation within the electric vehicle industry wasn't going to come from Ford. It wasn't going to come from General Motors. I wasn't sure where it was going to come from, but I knew it wasn't going to come from within the industry. And, and I think we, what we saw was Tesla completely outside of the industry went against every single industry norm, but really redefined what an electric vehicle could be. And they just created a great vehicle that happened to be electric. And, and I think we see a lot of that um, with Wilderton as well. You just created an amazing taste profile, an amazing beverage that just happens to be alcohol free. Um, so I'd, I'd love to hear your experience or if you could tell everyone about, about your experience in that innovation on how you came from an idea, how it was kind of rejected and then eventually um, created Wilderton. Yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd kind of see it as a as a hybrid path. Uh, no, no pun intended to your electric vehicle <laughs> <laughs> analogy there. But uh, I was in the traditional distilled spirits world for about 15 years. 
Um, and through that time, had the opportunity to visit distilleries around the world, big ones, small ones, um, and, and really fell in love with the, the art, the science, and the mystique of distilling. Um, and when I left that industry back in, in 2018 and was looking to do something new and on my own uh, and wanted to move into this non-alc space, it, it, it was really interesting. It was an eye-opening in that while I knew and had all these connections to traditional distillers, um, when I went to them with this idea of using distillation to make a non-alc product, to a one, they all just looked at me and said, why are you coming to us? We, we make alcohol. Yeah. And I said, no, you use distillation and your experience with distillation and your experience with botanical experience with ingredients to make a beautiful product. And, and they just couldn't disconnect the alcohol part from, from the craft of distillation. And so, um, as as the world often works out, uh, I ended up finding the, the perfect partner right in my backyard here in Portland, Oregon um, at a, uh, a facility and with a gentleman who had come out of the tea making uh, world, out of the kombucha world, and out of some esoteric botanical spirits. Um, and he uh, immediately sort of grasped exactly what I was coming to was, yeah. let's use an existing kind of skill set, tweak it with a new perspective to deliver something that is inspired by spirits, but not beholden to spirits. And, and again, I think as we were looking at exactly what we wanted to deliver in a liquid, um, over my career, I, I had gained such an affinity and respect for traditional spirits categories, whether that be cognac or tequila or rum, mm -hmm. Those, those spirits and those categories evolved over centuries to be what they are yeah. for why they are made the way they're made. Mm -hmm. So for us, we thought it would frankly do a little disrespect to those categories to try to emulate them. We rather wanted to say, let's look at the botanical library out there. Let's look at ones that maybe haven't traditionally been used in spirits. Maybe it's because they uh, are better at water extraction versus ethanol extraction. That gets a little bit into, into our, our production details, but really, really look at, at putting botanicals together in a new way to create a drinking experience that would may remind you of spirits, but again, isn't going to be mistaken for anything on your back. Yeah, and, and you used a term before that it was informed by the spirits world, but not defined by it. And I think, I think that's really important. And, you know, it's the it's the experience in the glass. It's how you uh, it's how you enjoy it. And you know, as you were saying that, I recently I, I had the opportunity to have dinner with Laura Taylor from from Mingle, and we had ordered. Uh, she went to order. We we're at the bar, and she went to order a non-alcoholic drink. And the bartender was, you know, kind of like, "Oh, what do you mean? We don't. This is a bar. We don't serve non-alcoholic." But what he was missing the point was, well, your job isn't to serve alcohol. Your job is to communicate, to entertain, to engage. It just so happens that you serve alcohol. And, and you know, it's the same thing with what's, what's in the glass. It's that the sophistication, that experience. And it just, in most of the cases in history, it just so happened to include alcohol. Um, yeah. And to, yeah, to your point, I think that whether you're 
uh, a bar professional or you're at home and, and you're having friends over, it's about hospitality and it's about providing an experience in a glass to anybody who walks through your front door that's going to exceed their expectations, whether they happen to like alcohol or not. And, and frankly, to not have elevated non-alcoholic opportunities um, is just a disservice to a, a portion of your, your clientele or your friends, depending on what your perspective is. No, I, I, absolutely. And I think that's, that's such an important thing that it's really, you know, it's about community as well. Like, how do we, how do we engage everyone in the community? How do we make everyone feel welcome? And, and I, I think about this from, from my own friend group. I know lots of people who I'm either, you know, before I'd either be serving Diet Coke or ginger ale to, or worse, they just didn't come. Right? They mm. just because it was too much of a hassle to explain or too much they didn't want to answer questions. But but now if I can engage them with a sophisticated product that suits everybody, I think I think it's amazing. And you know, when you when you were talking about uh, expectations, um, I, I find it and we've had this conversation before, but fascinating around the de decision not to treat earthen uh, because I experience earthen and I compare it if anything to a whiskey. Um, when why you decided not to make it a brown liquid as most people would associate with the whiskey? Well, I mean, for us, to your point, when we started out, it was less about mimicking or emulating an existing category mm -hmm. and more about looking at different botanical combinations we could bring together to create really complex layered experiences. And, and where we started out with the first two expressions is luster is very bright and and citrusy and and feels kind of like summer in a glass mm -hmm. earthen uh you know to your point is is smoky and spicy and sort of deep and sultry um and and again i think consumers need some reference point so earthen feels more like a whiskey luster might feel more like a gin mm -hmm. even if the exact flavor components in there don't directly correlate to those categories. Um, and I guess to your specific question about earthen, we very intentionally, everything that goes in there as an ingredient is for the reason of what it tastes and smells like. We really didn't see there was a point in us, frankly, coloring a product um, mm -hmm. to make it feel like something else when that wasn't our goal at the yeah. outset. No, I love that. If it doesn't serve a purpose, then why should it be there? Indeed. Uh, that's, and we've spent a little time talking about earthen, but um, you know, I think luster and the way you describe it and when you taste it, there is definitely a brightness to it, uh, um, you know, the, uh, a refreshing aspect to it. And I, I totally imagine it on a summer day, kind of uh, outside, uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to sunnier days, even though Aren't we all? Aren't in Scottsdale, we all? not that bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, what is it, the second day of spring now? So, um, now, you know, you, you mentioned our first two expressions. That's pretty intriguing. Well, uh, if, if you're leading into what's coming next, uh, so, so our, our distiller, uh, Seth O'Malley, is the gentleman who uh, worked with to put all this together. He's our uh, distiller on staff. I think we're one of the, the very few non-elk spirits that actually have a, a distiller making our own product. Wow. Um, I, uh, fr frankly, right now in our early days, we just launched in November. Um, it's all I can do to keep Seth from coming up with the next few things. But for now, we're really focusing on uh, 
introducing as many people as possible to, to Wilderton and Earthbend. So. Okay, well, fantastic. So um, that's that's just a teaser. I, and I appreciate you guys that. will be the first to know, Daniel. <laughs> I appreciate that, and, I, and I'm sure I'm sure our, our customers and followers appreciate that as well. Brad, thank you very much for your time today, and I'm really excited to, uh, to for people to, to give uh, give Wilderton a try, both Luster and Earthen, uh, amazing products. Uh, I think you'll I think you'll really uh, really enjoy it. Brad, thanks again. Yeah, Daniel, thanks for the invite. Really appreciate okay. it. Cheers. Cheers. We'll talk to you later. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Alcohol Free Radio. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a message on social media or through email at hello at betterroads.com. Great to be here with you all together. Take care.